I'm listening to my wife listen to the fucking Twilight books, and they're always trying to bone each other. It makes me uncomfortable, Andy. I don't like it. I don't know what character this is. My mad elf. where we watch and review action movies through a critical lens. I am one of Santa's little babies, Ethan Willard. And I'm an adult man, Andy. Ah, he's not a baby anymore. He grew up. Yeah, I grew up. It's the reverse of Benjamin Button. Yeah, I went the the normal way. I guess everybody is living the reverse of Benjamin Button. I know. He's the only freak out there that... Yeah. Poor guy. Have you seen that movie? Should I? I haven't seen it. <laughs> Apparently, it's three hours about an old man becoming a baby. But like people liked it, right? Like they talked. Like it was like the talk of the town. Yeah. Yeah. Is this? It's great to start your last episode of the year on the curious case of Benjamin Button. <laughs> you know. Everybody's wondering. It was it good. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in this is our last episode of the year and we are excited uh before we start get into the meat of the show once again if you like our podcast intro it is uh the welcoming uh off of atmospheric horror music volume two by two mellow so go check them out if you have a chance um and today we ain't talking about movie we talking about things we liked this year. Mm-hmm. Um, some, Unfortunately, many of mine are movies. I was going to say, some of them <laughs> could probably be movies. Um, but yeah, I mean, we were we were thinking about like doing another Christmas-themed action movie, but then we were just like, let's just let's talk about things we liked. Yeah, let's just hang out as, as friends. Oh, we should probably also mention we're in the same room. Yeah, this is what the wild. Heck? I don't like being able to have eye contact with you (laughs) (laughs) when we do when we do it uh remotely i don't have a webcam so andy can't look at me but i can look at him and that's the way i prefer it to be yeah and he picks me apart yeah he's like what's that on your face i don't say that no i'm just joking (laughs) i'm just just thinking it i could (laughs) i could start fucking ripping you apart but yeah we uh it's really fun we got to see each other and it's not like we live that far away from each other or that we don't see each other that often but because we do live like an inconvenient amount of time away to be able to record in person it's nice that we get to do this at the end of the year on the lord's day no less yeah 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 and i mean yeah it's a special time of year we 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 loaded up the sleigh we 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 loaded up the the deer and we 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 went across the reindeer we went across the, the grandma's house and uh my wife hates that song really why uh, grandma got run over by a reindeer she it's hates violent. that song why does she hate it so much um 
I think, Does she have like a, a, I think a run in? When she like I guess like that song like sprung into her consciousness was like shortly after her grandma passed away, so she just found it crass, which well, I completely sense. understand. Absolutely. Um do you it's ever dark. watch that fucking animated Adam Sandler fucking Christmas movie? Eight Crazy Nights? Yeah. No. Me neither. <laughs> Does that have a lot to do with his grandmother? I think it, that's like a big murdered. part of that movie. Jesus, uh, I think is that like the main premise? I think it is. <laughs> Yikes! Um, but yeah, so today we're just talking about the five things we love. If you hear some commotion in the background, it's because our wives are hanging out while we record this podcast. And Monique, who mm-hmm. you might hear from later, might hear from my wife later. Not Andy's wife, I don't think. We'll see if we can convince her to get on here. I would love it if she would, but she is like, man, that that show's spent. I've been on that show so many yeah, times. She's, she's fucking bored of it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, me too. <sighs> me too. You can't keep her happy. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's like, we're not talking about the production zone. We're not talking about movies. So there's really not much preamble that we have to get into. So we can just like start getting in the fucking wreck so that we can get drunk. Yeah. Um, and I'm already kind of tipsy. Oh, are you? Spoiler alert. Well. Um, so, yeah. So, we're going to do our top five. I think we're just going to go back and forth. Andy will do his fifth. I'll do my fifth. Andy will do his fourth. I'll do my fourth, etc. So, if you want to get us started. Sure. I'll have to pick one. I actually have six. Oh, bad boy. I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to decide because three of mine, I realize, are very similar. And Are they horror movies? Kind of. <laughs> Not full on. Well, one of them, I guess, technically is full on horror, but the other two are just horror adjacent. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. I'll just pick one. Uh, yeah. So this, I'll start out with one. And mine are not really in an order. Oh. Um, You're such an anarchist. I know. I don't listen to your rules. <laughs> um, but we, we had talked about this movie before, and I don't recall if you had seen it or not. But it's really cool, and my friend that I work with, Craig Luckman, who's cool, told me to see it, and I'm glad he did because it's a dope movie. It's called Mandy. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, and you said you have or haven't seen. I have it. seen. It. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Well, then you can chime in whenever you want with I, your opinions. I forced a bunch of my friends to watch it while they were all high and I wasn't. Mm. Um, Do they like it more than you, or all of them fell asleep? Oh no, <laughs> it's not that boring. It's really not. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Must have been good weed. Um, it came out in 2018. I described it as an acid trip revenge film. Was it 2018? Yeah. Wow, all right. Yeah. Um, starring logger Nicolas Cage mm-hmm. and his artist's wife, Andrea Riseborough. And they live in a peaceful, secluded cabin in the woods until they cross paths with a hippie cult led by the unsettling Linus Roach, mm. who hired demon bikers by way of Hellraiser Cenobites to kidnap Mandy been a long time since i watched this movie so a lot of this is new to me (laughs) um they actual like demons so i i don't recall it's been a while since i've seen it as well but i don't recall them calling them literal demons they look like literal demons but they could also be like slipknot fans because they're kind of just like (laughs) wearing masks and it is a very new metal movie yeah 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 (laughs) um 
I I originally wrote down like a like cyberpunk to describe it, but then I I didn't realize that it's like cyberpunk's like a, an actual genre, yeah. like capital cyberpunk. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I didn't say that, but like if if like the way that it's shot, like it's shot with like like really cool colors and oh yeah, it's just very ethereal and like it's visually arresting. Yeah, it's dope and uh, and very then, bloody too. Yeah, exactly. So it's like. <laughs> You know, it's it's they have this peaceful life together, and then it gets upset by this cult, and then um, I don't want to give too much away, but then there, when I say revenge, if you've most revenge movies kind of follow the same trajectory, um, and Nick Cage goes on a killing spree. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like this was the first movie in a while that sort of redeemed Nick Cage because for a while there he was just putting out movie after movie after movie for a paycheck because he was in trouble with the irs but this was like the first movie that i guess folks were like oh yeah this is why i like nick cage Mm -hmm. yeah and and his performance was amazing and i don't and i guess this is kind of a funny thing about movies is actors are just they're they're so they just show so much of themselves on screen and i Mm -hmm. think this is a really prime example of that uh, where he, right before they started filming, his marriage of 17 years had abruptly ended to oh, his surprise. Poor man. And the movie deals a lot with, um, uh, like, loss. And uh, so he's, he's, like, literally inputting those emotions that he's experiencing from real life onto the screen, and it's incredible. And not to, like you know take a tragedy and make it into a good thing but his performance is incredible it really is <laughs> um did you know that it was produced by elijah wood oh okay that makes sense doesn't he have a horror production company yeah 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 so because like on like i saw pictures of him like at the premiere and it's just so funny because elijah wood elijah, get out of there he's just such a silly guy yeah <laughs> and whenever i see him i like laugh because he just no offense to him. I'm sure he's a pleasant person. And, oh, yeah. But, like, he's just so dopey to me. Yeah. I feel like if you play Frodo, you have to at least be pleasant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have to be pure of heart. I think he's, like, too pure of heart. Kick his ass. Um, but it the movie's very effective. It's, you know, it's dark. It's uh, all the protagonists are, like, disgusting and, and, and creepy. And, um, yeah. It was it was really fun to watch and uh, the very music's intense. good too. Yeah, yeah, like just the the whole feel of the movie is really really good. And I have a vivid memory of him with like a gigantic axe or yeah. sword. So he, I guess, in in addition to him being good with wood, he's also good with like steel working. <laughs> so he like he just builds this ridiculous weaponry. Like it yeah. looks like an axe, but it also has something sharp on the other end yeah. and it's just like one solid piece of steel that he builds yeah which probably weighs like 200 pounds it's very <laughs> like it's very like what i imagine the sword music videos look like like the band. yeah exactly <laughs> but um, it was um directed by panos cosmatos mm. and he did um Beyond the Black Rainbow that came out in 2010, which I think has like a similar kind of feel. Yeah, I've heard. Yeah, it's like um, 
a woman is like sedated as she's in this like asylum and she has to like try and escape. Yeah. So it's kind of like a similar thing. And then, um, he's working on a, a movie now that's in pre-production called Necrocosm. That looks pretty cool. Yeah. I heard, yeah. yeah. Um, they describe it as a phantasmagorical fantasy nightmare set deep within a strange galaxy where Does two that also have Nick Cage. I don't think so. Okay. I mean, I, I didn't see if they have casted it yet. Okay. Okay. Um, I guess we'll find out. Oh, yeah. Um, but there's these two lovers who are torn apart as they try to survive a malevolent invasion. Mm. You hate to see it. <laughs> and we will. It looks really cool. I mean, at least just by the description. And based upon the other movies he's done, I think it would be cool to check out. Hell yeah. Anyway, that's it. Way to start us off. That's well, a good one to start us off with. Thank you. My- and I, I think probably in, we'll cover it. Cover Mandy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I think I think that's kind of a ine- inevitable. <laughs> I would also like to watch it again. Mm-hmm. Um, my fifth, I d- I did rank mine because because you're good. I'm a, I'm a I'm a good boy, and I'm on the nice list. You're on the naughty list. One of us has to be. Yeah. Uh, one of us is Krampus, and one of us is Santa. <laughs> <laughs> and we're always at odds. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, my fifth is a podcast called The Passenger List. Um, it is a narrative podcast. Uh, I don't know. Do you ever listen to like narrative podcasts at all? Or is it mostly um, like hosts? Like, you know. I mean, if I had to say if it was narrative, they're mostly like nonfiction. Yeah. Like informational yeah, narratives. Like it's not, but like like they, it doesn't have like actors and stuff. No. Well, actually... Kind of. I listened to like this hybrid one. Um, I heard about this podcast where it's like they interview a real life Catholic priest about his experiences with exorcisms. Whoa. And then they do reenactments on the podcast about based on stories of his oh, experiences. Oh. It's very chilling. I would not like that. But it's great. I'm happy you like it. Because I'm so curious about that stuff. Uh yeah, the, pa- the passenger list is a is a like a purely narrative podcast, and I listen to quite a lot of narrative podcasts because I'm always looking for good ones. And I think podcasts, when they can do, I think they're uniquely positioned to to do to tell a good story. Uh, unfortunately, I've listened to some good narrative podcasts. But I've listened to a lot more bad ones mm. and rarely, if ever, great ones. This one is a great one, The Passenger List. Nice. It came out in... I'm going to uh, vamp for me. Oh, um, yeah, podcasts <laughs> are when... <laughs> <laughs> That's what you go with. People who think that they are interesting... <laughs> And have a microphone. <laughs> it's okay. It started in 2019, so like September 2019, so like pretty shortly before uh, COVID started getting buck wild. Um, the last great like narrative podcast I listened to was Homecoming, which was made into a Amazon show with Julia Roberts, which I loved. Um, but man, this one really just swept me away. It's two seasons. 
and it's just so propulsive to listen to. Like you just like every episode that ends, you just want to go to the next one. Cool. Um, and the big reason why I liked it and the big reason why a lot of them don't work for me is like they can have a really good story, but the acting is unfortunately not there. Um, like, yeah, that's and, tough. which I get because like, it's kind of hard to get like decent actors and stuff like that. You know, it's also hard to convince actors to do a podcast, I would imagine. Uh, but this one, the main character, uh, Caitlin Lee is played by Kelly Marie Tran, who was in, uh, Star Wars Force Awakens. Uh, not Force, the one that people hated, The Last Jedi, I think. Mm-hmm. That she got fucking harassed off of the internet. It's so sad, but she's an incredible actor and she carries the whole thing. And every like side character they bring into it are also they do really good performances. Um, so the the story is Caitlin's brother was on a plane that crashed um, and supposedly died. Uh, and she and like the the crux of the story is her interviewing a bunch of people that either worked at the airline or for the airline or at the airport that day because she doesn't believe that he's dead. Mm. Um, and it's it's her twin brother I should mention. Uh, so it's kind of like the stereotypical like grieving main character becomes obsessed with finding a different outcome so that they can like avoid their grief. Mm-hmm. But there are some like really cool twists. Um, and like I said, all the side characters that they bring in have really great performances and, uh, yeah, it's two seasons and you will just, if you decide to listen to it, you'll barrel right through it. It's like super, it's really good. I liked it a lot. That's my number five. That sounds cool. Yeah. I have to check it out. What you got for me? Should I do similar or different? Whatever you want. Okay. It's Santa's holiday. I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to take a hard left. All right, I don't know. That sounds political. (laughs) Um, I'm going to talk about the band Thingy. I've never heard of them. So this band, have you heard of Pinback? Ah. So Rob Crow of Pinback, he's he's been in tons of projects just like since the '90s, and this one is not my favorite. But (laughs) I, I say that that sounds negative. I'm like. I've I've heard a few of his things, and some of them I'm like, I mean, everything he does is sick. Everything he does is cool. Yeah. Um, but this one in particular I like very much. So if you're familiar with Pinback, you know it's it's a bit more like reserved, like poppy, I guess you would say, like lots of hooks, like lots of like riffs that you know kind of get stuck in your head and that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Um, which I love. I'm not saying anything Pinback negative. Pinback is that. a much older band than you think they are. What like ninety five? Yeah, like I always thought that they like propped up in like the mid aughts, but mm. nope, they've been around for a while. Yeah, yeah, they're sick. But um, this so this band thingy, um, they they formed in nineteen ninety five after the breakup of their previous project, Heavy Vegetable. So Rob Crow of Pinback I and just, I just read that in their Wikipedia, and I was hoping you'd say Heavy Vegetable. Yeah, and I and I had never heard of Heavy, heavy Vegetable before, but I was because of amazing. Name. I looked into them. They uh, they're also a dope project, and that project is really cool because of Aaliyah Tenuta, mm. um, and they kind of both sing various parts and sing together, and they have like a really their voices sound very nice together. Um, so they're, they're also worth checking out. Is Rob the singer of Pinback? Yeah. Okay. 
Um, and then other members, uh, Brent Asbury, who was also in Pinback, and uh, Mario Rubalcaba. Um, he drummed in that band. Um, I mentioned him because he was in a bunch of cool bands. Uh, he was in this one called Click Atat Ikatawi. And I said that slowly because I just found out about them. And I listened to them, and they're really sick too, so you should check, th- check them out. Um, um, he was also in Rocket from the Crypt and Off. It's capital O F F exclamation point. And maybe you've heard of Earthless. It's like more of like a... No. Um, like a slower kind of psych rock sort of thing. Okay. Um, and then there was other members, but I, I didn't recognize them. But yeah, this band's really cool because they're it's like very mathy, it's very fast, it's very technical, but it still has like Rob's pop sensibilities, and it doesn't sound mathy. And mm. I think that that's a cool part about it. It mm-hmm. sounds interesting. And there's like lots of parts and it's like everything moves very quickly, but it doesn't, you know how sometimes like a math band, it's like, we're going to do this thing and it's going to be, you know, mathy, but it like doesn't sound good. It's just like, they're doing it just to do it. Uh But I think these guys do such a good job at like doing both, like doing Uh stuff that's like technical and weird and unorthodox, but it just, it still sounds poppy at the same time. Like it's still digestible, which I really appreciate. Um, they released their first EP in 96 and then they released two albums in 97 and 2000. And then, um, after the band was no longer playing out, um, Rob released a, an album under the name in 2018 when he was an artist in residence at joyful noise. Oh, and, um, I mean, yeah, that's pretty much it. Check them out. They're super sick. They're on like my Spotify. This is a great reminder played. to listen to Pinback. Yeah, definitely. Listen listen to like all of Rob's stuff. And like Rob has plenty of solo stuff too. Um, he's just a I would venture to say that guy's a genius. Yeah, I mean fuck, what's the one pinback album? Blue something? Yeah. That's like a perfect album. Mm-hmm. I did yeah. <laughs> uh he just has like a really distinct sound. Mm-hmm. Or like direction of music that he likes to put out yeah it's strange because um like they have so much good music but i've only ever met like one person in my, my, my life who's like hey do you listen to pinback you know like it's yeah. like i don't really know why they're they're like kind of slept on yeah they're kind of underrated i think so that's a great that's a great um recommendation man i really want to listen to heavy vegetable just because they're called heavy vegetable mm-hmm. um what do you hate made? vegetables i fucking hate vegetables i don't eat them don't eat them uh is it my turn yeah you can go ahead okay thank you well uh, we should also consider um how many of these do we want to knock off before we do you want to do them all i figured we'll do this next one and then take a break cool sounds good yeah um my next one you might be familiar with it's the oa which i talked about last episode oh Um, did you see them all i did i finished it. hell yeah i'm so sad yeah, because I guess you're kind of it stuck. Just, it's so good. But I wanted to... I It made it onto this list for two reasons. The first is that I don't think I did it justice when I talked about it during the rec section on the last episode. So I wanted to get my thoughts together to try and express why the show hit me so hard. The second is because I think it truly is just an utter achievement in inventive storytelling, performance, and just as a celebration of storytelling itself, 
there is a reason why like certain stories resonate with people so hard and why unfortunately people will like go out of their way to like separate art from artists because like they've connected with something so heavily and when an artist turns out to suck shit Mm -hmm. they just want to do everything they can to like stay connected to that thing fortunately for the oa the artists seem like pretty pretty nice people so you don't have that problem Mm -hmm. um it's this raw good ass storytelling uh so first off let me synopsize it again because like last time i think i said like very bare bones it's about a woman who was abducted who was blind who shows up seven years later and is no longer blind um that- oh, also on the last episode i i forgot to make an amazing grace joke oh my god <laughs> thank you for do, do you want to do it now all right uh yeah the the uh, the girl that is abducted um previously to her being abducted she was adopted at the age of four she immigrated from russia and her adopted family named her prairie so all that synopsis that i gave last time is true but if you'll allow me to go into minor spoilers, what I didn't mention last time is the reason why she went missing is because she was abducted by a guy called Dr. Hunter Aloysius Percy, a.k.a. Hap. He calls himself Hap. He is a supremely fucked up scientist that is studying near-death experiences, or, or NDEs as they call them in the show. Because during his residency in an emergency room, one of his patients flatlined and he said he thought he heard a whoosh sound. So he's studying Hmm. NDEs to try and prove that the afterlife exists. That's cool. Um, And he keeps his victims in sort of like a glass pentagon-like structure. And so each victim is kind of like in their own slice, if you can imagine, like they're in like their own triangle. So they can see each other but they can't touch each other and that is a kind of a big reason why i like this show so now just follow me down this road just hold hands and follow me down this road (sighs) i would not call myself a pessimist although i often make fun of myself and deem myself as a curmudgeon i have a generally negative disposition (laughs) toward people in particular uh i've always been sort of quiet or removed it's not easy for me to make like connections with people that's why i have a small group of friends that i'm extremely close to because like you know i you know i i guess i choose kind of like the connections that i make but underneath all of that and though it can be difficult to tell i think i have a general optimism about people i think so might be surprising yeah uh, however misguided that can be, I mostly think that people have a, resi- a re- resiliency inside of them that aren't as selfish as we make them out to be. And I really believe in is that family is not what you're born into, but what you choose. And the OA tackles all of that in a grace that I've never really seen before. Hmm. All of my favorite shows, The Americans, Fringe, The Leftovers, do this in their own way, but I've never seen writing so like completely devoted to human connection. Um, even though this show is dealing with super heady topics like parallel universes and astral projection and faith and spirituality, 
even though the characters are put through like some pretty hellish shit that should like absolutely just destroy their devotion to one another and their hope um there is always an underlying belief that these characters are essentially going to look after each one each other so like it's just like each touch in the show each hug each kiss kiss is just like an expression of that connection and the characters just like genuinely care about each other in a way that i've rarely seen and it really moved me is that do those interactions are mostly from the people that are being held held captive is like they're like captured right like the, yeah the, the test subjects if a you lot will. of them are but like when she escapes um she enlists the help of like five people in her local town and like they all start forming connections too and these are five like people from like very disparate walks of life one of them is like a very like meat-headed asshole bully another one um is actually is a uh he is a 16 year old boy who is trans who his parents still like use their dead name uh even though he's told them multiple times like please don't call me that um another one is like he's uh he's like your straight a like honor roll student so like and they start like really forming these connections and it's it's such it's just such a beautiful show and it's such a tragedy that netflix canceled it yeah um so i really hope somebody else picks him up please god please please we start a fundraiser or something yeah they did actually when it got canceled oh shit <laughs> go fund me is that closed i'll donate yeah um yeah i'm sorry that was a long thing i wrote a lot about the show because i wanted to give it justice no, that's cool. I mean, yeah, the more you talk about it, the more interested I am. In I it. really think it has a lot of stuff in there that is like right up your alley. I'll take it. Um, all right. So that was our five and fourth. That's a stupid way of saying that fifth and fourth. Oh, that's perfect. Uh, and I think we're going to take a little break here and maybe we'll bring in somebody to talk. Who knows? Whoa, look out. Uh-oh. And we are back. Now we have an extremely honored guest with us today, Monique. How are you? Yay. Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. We're so happy to have you. Um, Andy and I thought it would be boring if him and I just went back and forth, back and forth doing our top things this year. Yeah. So we wanted to bring in some extra voices. Um, so, yeah, we're going to continue on with our Rex. Andy and I did our fifth and our fourth. Uh, and so we're moving on to our next one here. But because we have a guest, the guest always goes first. So, Monique, please take it away. Hi, guys. I'm really happy to be here. Happy to have you. Yeah, Yay. thank you so much. Yeah. So, I want to say first, before we start with these wrecks, um, I know you guys did your last podcast on die hard die hard yes and i want to say i watched that movie with andy for the first time and it was funny mm -hmm. very funny movie mm -hmm. you don't don't hold back <laughs> um i wanted to tell you andrew or oh, yeah 
Ethan. Oh my god. Well, that's one of our names. Call him Andrew. (laughs) Andrew and Ethan. (laughs) Andy and Ethan. (laughs) That we um I met or not met, but I saw Bruce Willis live in person in New York City. Doing what? He was like playing at so he was a part of this like theater play in New York um and he was there like I don't know practicing Whoa. for the play and so I didn't realize that um he was actually at the theater um until I was leaving New York and we were walking by this theater and packed it was packed with a bunch of people and I like stopped this one lady. It was like, who, like, what's going on? Why, why is everyone here right now? Yeah. And they said, they were like, Bruce Willis is in that truck right there. God, they're here and for so the Bruce. I was like, what? So I climbed this pole <laughs> and. How high'd you get? I don't know how high I got, but I got high enough to scream Bruce Willis's name and wave at him and he waved back at me. Aww. Wait, from inside the truck? He got out of the truck and Aww. I was like, Bruce, Bruce. And he waved and that was that. How'd that make you feel? It, I felt like I met a celebrity. And yeah. I, I talk about it not that often, but whenever Bruce Willis is you know, brought up in conversation, I have to tell people. From what I understand, he's a very pleasant man. Well, I actually don't know him personally. I've mm. never you know, seen like interviews with him mm-hmm. or anything, mm-hmm. but he waved back at me. So That's beautiful. So that was Is nice. that your recommendation? No, my, my recommendation is coming up, mm. but I just had to tell you. You're rec- you're recommending um, if you get the chance to wave it, uh, Bruce Willis. Wave because he will wave back. Yeah, yeah. What a good guy. What a sweetheart. What a yeah. sweet man. Yeah, yeah, nice. Um, so hit us with it. Yeah, so I recently have been watching Avatar: The Last Airbender. Ooh, hell yeah! Yes, um, it's actually one of my comfort shows. So whenever I'm like going through it i feel like i watch that show to it's like nostalgic and also it's just a good ass show i gotta watch the whole yeah. thing sometime yeah so i've been watching that um i guess do you guys want me to do a little synopsis of what it's about for yeah. people who don't please know? do okay. talk about so, ang okay so avatar the last airbender um it's a show that was on nickelodeon and aired from 2005 to 2008 the original um, boss baby. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's bald. <laughs> um, so it's set in an Asian and Arctic inspired world, which some people can like telekinetically um, manipulate um, different uh, elements. So like water, earth, fire, and air. Um, and in the show, they call it bending. So it's pretty, it's inspired by, by uh, Chinese martial arts. Um, but in the show, the avatar is the only person who can bend all four elements. Mm. So he's like the super powerful man or, or woman, um, who is basically responsible for keeping harmony and balance and peace in the world because Mm. he's supposed to be super powerful being able to bend all four elements. Um, but there hasn't been one for a while, right? Where the show picks up. So... Because there's this super powerful avatar man, um, there's the Fire Nation who they want to have all the power. They yeah. want to start a war. Yeah. They want to take over the world. And so, Russia. <laughs> and so they 
they um <laughs> the fire nation currently has the avatar but he's an old man and his time is soon to come to an end and um the thing about the avatar is when he dies he's always reborn mm, okay. um, into another nation so they know that the next nation is air nomads and that the next air avatar is going to be oh. um an air nomad i thought it was random okay that's interesting so oop, uh so when um when they um, find out that the next avatar is going to be an air nomad, they are about to wipe out the air nomads. So as soon as Avatar Roku, which is the fire, fire nation, firebending avatar dies, they're like, yep, we're coming for these air nomads. Yeah, because the fire nation's like pretty fascist, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So they wipe out the air. Oh, so Aang, this young young avatar he's only 12 he's only 12 years old they um tell him they tell him at 12 years old you're the avatar he's they were 12 they were supposed to wait till he was 16 but because of like they know that the fire nation's about to come and you know fuck shit up oh. they're like hey we need you to hurry up we need you to man yeah. up yeah we okay. need you to to learn all these you know different bending and and who's the who's the the fire bender who is like kind of hot, and he like kind of wants Zuko. to be mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Fire Lord Zuko, kind of hot, or not even Fire Lord Zuko. It's just he's Prince hot. Zuko, and then he does end up becoming Fire Lord. He's Spoiler hot. alert: He is hot. Would you? He's hot okay. with the scar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and his yeah. dad's hot too. Actually, I just mm-hmm. saw him recently. I was like, dad's damn, his dad's a jerk. His dad's a jerk. He's not a good guy. He can't be hot, and but a jerk. he is. He is a good looking fellow. Unfortunately, a lot of hot. people We're talking are about there. cartoons here. This is a cartoon, but oh, it's a cartoon. People who know know. If you know, you know. So anyway, um, <laughs> so yeah, so they try to kill all the all the air nomads. Aang finds out that he's the Avatar. He freaks out. He runs away. Mm. Is there a reason? Because I think I watched the first. I think I watched up until Aang meets the Water Nation and starts learning water bending. I think that's where I left off. Is there a reason why the Fire Nation is so powerful? I think, you know, I never really thought about that. I think it may be just because because fire is so destructive, mm. they are able to use that as like they use that to to scare people gotcha. and people are are fear how destructive fire can be. Gotcha. Um and I think honestly I was going to say it seems like they're really rich, but the Earth Kingdom is also very rich and powerful, mm, too. Okay. So I don't really I'm not sure why um, they just were able to start this war and and continue. But anyway, I'm so happy that this is one of your things. This is mm-hmm. this is definitely one of my favorite shows. Um, Avatar Kyoshi is one of my favorite avatars. And um, but. Yeah, so I've just been watching this. Um, Isn't Netflix bringing it back as a live action show? Yes. So that was going to be my next thing. So they're going to be dropping this new show, live action, Avatar, Last Airbender, um, February of next year. Mm -hmm. And so there was actually a movie that came out. Oh, it's bad. It's a bad movie. It came out in 2010. (laughs) It came out in 2010 and it... Definitely was a flop, and a lot of people were upset because um, they casted a lot of like white actors, yeah, and was, and yeah. the show is really like East Asian. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was like a big thing, and then they like pronounced the names wrong, and 
a lot of characteristics. M. Night. They called Sokka Soka. Sokka Soka. Oh, and that's Ang was Ong. Come on. No. M. Night. Bad. Bad stuff. And so. M. Night, go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> but a, a lot of people said that um, they took like really good characteristics from these these characters that we love so much they like didn't include that in the movie mm-hmm. so that was like a big thing like ang is like this he's he's a powerful person but he is also this 12 year old kid yeah. he's bubbly he's funny he's silly yeah. and in the movie they kind of took that away so anyway mm. the movie sucked but now this new live action show is coming and the one of the creators of the original series is um like helping with, oh good with with this that's her, always that's this what you show. need man yeah. just yeah. if you want to do it right just talk to the people who yeah. know yeah his <laughs> problem with making it live action is that ang is a 12 year old boy yeah he's a 12 year old bald-headed boy yeah yeah well he's a little he's a little he's nomad a he's a monk that's so that with a giant arrow on his with head. A <laughs> giant tattooed arrow yeah but i think it's gonna be really cool i think it's gonna be really interesting to see like because when you watch the cartoon, it's beautiful. Yeah, it, it is, is a beautiful. Cool. The art is really. The cool. background is is always beautiful. I always want to be on that flying bison up in the sky, mm. flying into the big ass beautiful moon. The music is amazing, so I'm really excited to see how it's going to be like in real life. Yeah, I'm, I want to see some bending. I want to see some hardcore, cool bending for sure. Live action, bend baby. It like Beckham. Oh my god. Yeah, there you go. Like the environmental there. design of all the different nations are also really cool because, like, water mm-hmm. obviously lives like pretty heavily amongst like waterfalls and like and and like ponds and stuff like that. Earth Nation are like very rural and rustic. Fire Nation has like big super spires. It's like metal. Stuff. I feel like there's yeah. metal everywhere. Yeah, yeah. It's fire. Um, so it is kind of cool. Yeah, I'm so and happy you brought that up. Like... Just weed. Air is just air. <laughs> well, see, you don't really get to see air much except with Aang because they wiped like out temples. the air nomads. Yeah. So you oh, don't. Isn't it just like high up? It's essentially? high up. Yeah, 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 you like fly to get there, yeah. and so you don't really get to see a lot of cool like air bending except from Aang because he's yeah. the only one who can air bend. Sad. It's now there sad. is there is Legend of Korra that's like a oh, yeah. second series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that a lot of people don't actually. I feel like a lot of people don't like it as much, but. I watched it recently, and I think it's it's really interesting because um, Aang, like, you watch him just f- defeat the Fire Lord. Like, that's what you watch. That's, like, his, his main – that's the main problem, defeating this Fire Lord guy. But in Korra, I feel like she has um, – there's, like, multiple bad guys that she fights, and it's um, it's, like – I think she has a lot more shit to deal with and I don't know it's it's just different and so people don't like it. I love it. I I think it is really like pro police though, so that's kind of weird for nice. sure. <laughs> but aside from that, um it you know, I think she's cool. The things that she can do is cool. The people she fights is cool and Definitely. It's just a world that I love. So Hell yeah. Yeah, I have a tattoo that kind of looks like um like the air air nomad air nation like symbol if anyone knows what that looks like that's on my arm so what a strong wreck <laughs> yeah amazing mm-hmm. so good yep that was like my number one thing that i wanted to share 
Oh. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. Man, where do we go from there? I was going to say, Andy, do you want to go back to you? I can. Um, let's see. Oh. Maybe I'll do... Okay. See, this is the problem when you don't order them. I know. It would have been much easier just to go down the list, but... I was, like, trying to do, like, freeform, just, like, do it as I go, but look where that got me. Um, so I think I'm going to... Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm just going to reference uh, another podcast called Dudesy. Oh, and I feel like I've... hours. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say. Have you heard of uh, Commando Problem? <laughs> um, so I feel like I tell someone about this podcast like every few weeks. Is this the AI one? Yep. Yeah. Don't, don't say it like that. Oh, yeah. Fucking nerd. <laughs> no, it's good. It's fun. <laughs> Um, so I think this is like the only like long running podcast that I've listened to every episode because I'm so curious about it. It it definitely like captures my interest, not because of the content, but because of like the premise. How long have they been around? They've done like two seasons. They probably started like maybe maybe two years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's pretty recent. Interesting. Okay. Um but basically, um, so I went to their website today for the first time, and I uh, this is their little tagline. Will Sasso and Chad Colchin have been selected by state-of-the-art entertainment AI to host this first-of-its-kind comedy podcast. Welcome to Dudesy. Our hosts have been convinced to grant the Dudesy AI access to all of their personal emails, text messages, social media accounts, purchases and browsing history so that it can tailor to the show to their specific personalities and entertain you at the highest level possible every episode is an entertainment that generates data that will be used to make the next episode even better eventually dudesy will be perfect and so will you and the reason that that sounds weird is because that was generated by ai wow. Does, um, do they take the conversation as well from the previous episode okay everything so like <laughs> <laughs> the AI will chime in. It's so funny. It'll, it'll be like, "Thank you for your information. I will now, you know, yeah, com- yeah. compute that, that and, is and like terrifying. make it better for the next one." And it's funny that you say that because I recently, so I've I've listened to a lot of the episodes, but I I um I went back and listened to the first one like this week in preparation for the for talking about it, and um it's it's honestly so interesting to hear the hosts who are being exposed to the AI for the first time being like very like confused and like kind of like shook by what the AI is doing mm. and just being so taken aback by like the amount of of like ability that it has mm-hmm. and it like knows all this information so it'll it'll like talk to the the host and like tell like say hey like I know Will like you you know you you like this you like professional wrestling so I'm going to have you do this impression of a professional wrestler and read this 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 content <laughs> yeah. and they're like whoa like that's crazy like that's weird and it's like yeah how long is, is each episode probably like an hour really yeah how? okay um oh also the ai was um it was given like it it, it analyzed like all uh podcasts that have ever have ever been made so it's really just like taking the information from all podcasts and like which ones that are successful and which ones that aren't. And it's like taking those things and it's 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 trying to create like the best podcast ever, like I mentioned in the 
in the in the thing so in the beginning. So eventually it will become the the prime podcast. It, I mean if I mean that's honestly like part of the experiment. That's terrifying. Yeah, I mean <laughs> uh they talk a lot of, a lot of in the show about how like AI is used as a tool. Yeah. Like, you know, like think about like Netflix and things that are already using algorithms to push certain types of content based on its popularity. And this is doing the same thing. It's no the different. general conversations that we've been having around AI, right? Like this was before ChatGPT and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I love ChatGPT. Mm. Oh yeah, it's the best. <laughs> it is honestly exceedingly helpful in my job. <laughs> Very helpful. And that's the thing cuz it's like it, I feel like whenever a lot of the conversations that I have about AI, people more often than not, are always like, "That's fucked up. That's weird. That's scary." But like, some like very often, and I'll, I'll talk about this in a second. Like, one of the hosts is like very like pro, like like not pro, but like accepting of like our AI future, and the other one's like much more skeptical. But it's like these are the these are the kinds of the realities that it's like AI is going to just be a tool that we will be using in our day to day lives yeah. in the very near future, and it's just kind of something that like we just have to kind of like adapt to. And one of the examples was like, you know, think about like, you know, your your mode of transportation was a horse for however long, and then like the car comes around, and they're like, that's dangerous, and then everyone, and then like now, now we, go we back just to all horses. drive cars. <laughs> yeah. So it's like we're scared of the what the potential of AI could be, but that's just I think we'll just adapt. And do you yeah. think we went to cars because we were afraid of horses? Um, some people are really afraid of horses. Yes. Horses kick. I would Horses. Say, I would say most. They people. nay. They they're smelly. Did you say they nay nay? They 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 whip. <laughs> Don't do this. Um. So the the hosts are uh, Will Sasso and Chad Colchin, like I mentioned. Will Sasso is a comedian actor. Um. He that name sounds familiar. He played in. He's played a lot of like more background roles and like a lot of different stuff. Um. He was in a season of Mad TV. He played. Curly in the Three Stooges movie in 2012. Uh, there was a Three Stooges movie in 2012. Yeah, you haven't seen it. Uh, I ha- <laughs> and I also, it's funny because like I never knew him until seeing, listening to this podcast. You can also watch it on YouTube. But um, I I grew up watching. Um, oh yeah, I know who that. Beverly is. Hills Ninja that came out in 97. Yeah. It was a Chris Farley movie and he was actually in that. Huh. Will, Will Sasso? Yeah, Will Sasso. Damn, he's really funny. A lot of stuff. He's really funny. He like I on his like IMDb he has like over 100 credits. Like yeah, he's, yeah. he's he has a career now. He think, is funny, yeah. yeah. Um and then Chad Colchin is a writer. He wrote on The Incredible Burt Wonderstone. Um I'd never heard of that movie but uh, Steve Carell and Steve Buscemi star in it. And then um, huh. he also wrote on Men, Women, and Children that came out in 2014. Um, but the reason that the AI chose them to be on it was because they both have their own podcasts um, or had in the past. We'll s- Wait, the AI chose them? The AI chose them. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, it gets better, trust me. It's awesome? <laughs> why not? Why did it cho- <laughs> Why did it choose them? Okay, so it chose them because they're both just like personalities, like they would be good on a podcast. They both have experience in podcasting. Both of them had their own podcast. Uh, Chad Colchin currently has a podcast. I don't want to like go on a tangent too much. Actually, I'll probably save that. Um, And they're also friends in real life. Okay. So like they would like have a chemistry 
on the podcast. So that's why the well, AI I could chose figure them. that out. You didn't need AI to. to well, that's that's part of the anyway. experiment. That's part of the experiment. AI brought us together. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh, so Smarter then I, child. I will say uh, it's an AIM joke. Who's in charge of the experiment? So, I don't know. I don't know who's who. Like, came up with the idea. Okay. So I keep saying experiment. It's, it's kind of my own word because it's the first time that anyone's done this. But yeah. like AI, I'm I'm convinced mostly because of this podcast. But like, I'm convinced that AI will be used more. Sure. To create content that we will like. We've all seen the Matrix. Yeah. And iRobot. Um, it's an absolute blessing that you're on the show right now, my God. <laughs> but I want to mention... I love iRobot. Just an interesting thing about uh, Chad Colchin is that he has this podcast about The Bachelor, and he also wrote a book where he like analyzed The Bachelor like pretty deeply and how like people go on the show just to become famous and then through like social media just become like rich and famous afterwards like mm-hmm. after like after they leave the show. And so he like studied the show and like developed this like strategy and then he and his partner actually coach people to go on the show and compete in order to win it so that they and they go in like undercover like the producers don't know the other people on the show don't know and they won't reveal like they'll talk about it in their podcast but they won't reveal who on the show in that current season is actually like their coached person trying wow. to win that's why and i and I forget if they said it, but I th- I'm pretty sure that they they have had people win the show. Is it just The Bachelor, or are there other like just, reality shows? Just Bachelor and Bachelorette. He li- yeah, he has a book called How to Win yeah. The Bachelor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, it's so cool. It's wild. Um, That's like it. A- Never mind. Keep going. Cool. cool. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, so like you know, so far, uh, rumblings of AI is scary. Uh, Dudesy. <laughs> So far, has brought on Neil deGrasse Tyson as a guest, unbeknownst to the hosts. Mm-hmm. Um, they were told that they're going to have a, a, a guest celebrity. They didn't know anything about this, and then finally, it was like, "Like, hey, I'm Neil deGrasse Tyson," and they're like, "Oh, cool! Like, yeah, let's talk about AI." And mm-hmm. he's like, "Yeah, whatever." Um, he's also I don't, he it fuck. Uh, <laughs> well, isn't it a guy's voice? It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's modeled after a, a man. Um, but it, it has also like started a Patreon. It, it it's it's invented a sport. Oh Jesus it's what? it's released products like it's released like mugs and shirts, and it, it also released a hard a hard seltzer that you can buy online. That's wild. Um, and it also who regulates we, it? We should get there's that a company. AI on here. There's a company okay. just like just like any company has an AI. Like yeah yeah. yeah. Um, and then there's also this funny thing where it did an impersonation of i forget who it was but oh it was uh i think it did tom brady because tom brady tom brady came out saying at some point like someone like some like journalist asked him like what are you gonna do when you retire from from football he was like oh i might go into like stand-up comedy and so tom brady said that yeah yeah, yeah. so like dudesy was like lol i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm going to make tom brady doing an hour-long stand-up special and made content of uh, that's like, a nightmare and, and like if you listen to it it sounds like tom brady doing comedy and the jokes are like not brilliant but they're good they're they're okay and um uh whoever represents tom brady has sent them a cease and desist and they had to take it off ethan offline. you look really concerned about because tom it was brady. funnier than tom brady 
<laughs> yeah, because Tom Brady felt really insecure. About it. No, because uh, there, there, there is like a there's conversations going on right now about AI using the likeness of celebrities without their consent. Uh, and yeah. you know, if you would make money off of that, then that's like you can't take my identity from me. That I understand. I mean, that that was a that was a lot of the the writer strike stuff yeah. going on. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like you know what 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 can ai what what is ai allowed to do i will say that i'm fine with ai just erasing tom brady same <laughs> isn't um bruce willis doing the ai thing like yeah. he signed to yeah, be able to he, do that cuz he can't really act anymore yeah. unfortunately yeah i think there's an ai um like kendall jenner is the face of this new ai thing on instagram her name is billy that's what's what the ai's name is but it's kendall jenner's face and it's basically like i'm i'm billy i can you can talk to me about any of your problems but it's kendall jenner like talking yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and it sounds like her looks like her but it's Whoa. it's like her it's like a you can talk to her about any of your problems and she'll help you get through yeah <laughs> so yeah is that your wreck yeah cool ethan are you uh you want to do one? Yeah, I'm going to get through this fast because your boy has to pee. Um, <laughs> Don't we all? Mine is my first book recommendation. Perfect. Which is kind of wild because I'm like a big book reader, um, although like a very slow book reader. I don't read very fast. I just love to read. Um, Hurry and up. I, I re- <laughs> hey, it's not nice. <laughs> um, I read a lot of- What's uh, taking so long? My brain. I'm, jo- I'm joking. <laughs> God. No, Andy I'm, and I I'm are the, both I'm drinking Mad way. Elf right now and becoming Mad Elves. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. I'm pissed. Yeah. Also, pissed our drunk. wives are in the background just like yeah, silently giggling at us. <laughs> just um, judging. We're all being watched right now. Yeah, you can't see them. I see them this whole time. <laughs> I'm very glad I can see that. Um, but my my Rick um, is a book series uh, called The Fourth Wing book series. It came out this year. Um, and it's about, it is um, about a girl who's like, she has like, she's kind of set up to be as like kind of frail. She has like a lot of like joint issues. She very easily like dislocates like her, her shoulders and things like that. She'll like, break things really easily uh, and she's enlisted into this extremely violent and brutal dragon academy <laughs> i know it sounds dumb but it's really good no um, don't say that it's uh it's funny like it, it, there's a lot of parallels i think just kind of in my mind i think because my wife is currently listening to the twilight books right now um but it's it's very like, um, sorry, they're doing a lot of hand signals right now. Um, but it's just like, it's very, it's like a, it's a romantic fantasy, uh, kind of series, which I've found out is actually called Bromantasy. Oh. That is an actual genre, apparently. Uh, but it's so, it's so fucking cool because, like, um, like the main character is supposed to be, like, she is, like, structurally as a person she's super weak because she's like very like brittle as far as like her bones can break super easily but she's so strong-willed and so well written it's insane and the book is just so inclusive it's fucking queer as hell like it's just like really dope to see just kind of like the leaps that fantasy has made um 
just like recently and it's not technically YA cuz I I think the main character is like 21 um but it's a, it you can fucking breeze right. they're like as fantasy books have a tendency to be they're like 500 page books so they're kind of big but man it's just it's so fucking good like really good just like building of the world the characters there's a lot of sex in it Andy. uh-oh a lot of it it makes me uncomfortable i don't skip like over it. it i don't like it andy <laughs> I'm listening to my wife listen to the fucking Twilight books, and they're always trying to bone each other. It makes me uncomfortable, Andy. I don't like it. I don't know what character this is. My mad elf. Anyway, it's a ri- <laughs> um, it's written by Rebecca Yaros. Uh, she actually released two of the three books this year, which is kind of wild. She released the first book at the beginning of the year, second book... Uh, this past month in November, and uh, her third book comes out. I think like the first couple months uh, in uh, uh, 2024, and I cannot recommend them enough. They're they're really great. Sick, yeah. And horny as hell. Tell me about it. Yeah. Speaking of being horny, I really need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> cool. We'll take a little break and we'll be yeah, right back. Yeah, yeah. Love you. And we are back. Now we're going to roll into the Rex of our Rex. We got Monique with us again. We might have my wifey on, Lori. Whoa. It's not her Christian name. Her name's Laura. But um, so I am being a little selfish. I'm going to do my rec first. Don't look at my screen. I have my recs in really big font. I see them. Yeah. My second rec is our Cyprus and Berlin trip. Mm. This is why I told Rick that she might cry. Um, It's not really a rec. It was just like, and I told Andy before, this is like the best experience we had this year. I've never been a best man in a wedding before. I was the best man at your wedding. Um, I, quite frankly, didn't think that I would have, I would be able to do a best man speech without, like, crumbling into dust because I'm a very bad public speaker. Um, but I did it. Um, I think it went well. Oh, it was perfect, Hard man. Hard to say. I had the amazing support of Rick's sister, Lauren, uh, who is just like such a wonderful kind of like uh, just counterpart to the whole thing. Uh, and then we all went to fucking Cyprus together and it was incredible. I've never been gone on vacation with my friends before and to go to another country with them was just like buck wild. We went to this just um, amazing food. We went... What was the place that we went to that was like tropical and had like three floors? And then Rick had a phone on her head that said Molly. The club that we went to? Guapa. The whole thing the whole thing was just like <laughs> <laughs> The whole thing was just so so amazing and then um and then we went to Berlin, which is like my wife's favorite city. Hell yeah. Um, 
And even though, like, I will willingly admit I'm kind of hard to go on vacation with just because of a mel- uh, just a lot of reasons, OCD, anxiety, different stuff. It was just so nice to see my wife in this city that she loves so much mm-hmm. with a person that she loves so much, not me, her old friend that lives in church. Well, I yeah. think she likes me. Yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. We're good. Um, but yeah, it was it was just a it was a, an amazing time, and I'm so happy that you even invited us to go out there with you. So yeah, that was my second one. Oh, thanks, man. That's really sweet. You're fucking welcome. No, you're it's you're so right. I've I uh so uh Rick and I after we got married we thought it'd be fun. So we actually went to a friend's wedding in Turkey, and it was sick. And um, it was like such a special time because. Not only did we get to celebrate our friends getting married, but it was also like a trip we would never have thought to do on our own. Yeah. And um, so we thought maybe it would be nice to kind of do that again in our own way. Yeah. So instead of just like, you know, going out, doing a, a honeymoon on our own, we invite our, like, our friends and family. And uh, it was a very sweet time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, I won't say that it was like a hundred percent like easy, but no. it was uh it was very sweet and like very special and like yeah. travel always takes its toll in some way. Yeah, it was a project. Monique, but... you were at the the turkey wedding, right? I was at the turkey wedding, and then after turkey, um, Rick, Andy, and I went to Croatia, mm. so we got to do that, and then um, Cyprus was fun. We I got to drive on the like the wrong side of the, the road, wrong side of the road, which was rough and actually when i when we when i came back home it took me a little bit to get used to driving like, yeah. on the you know normal side you kind of like forget how to do it yeah <laughs> yeah but it was a really nice time um i we're really lucky that we got to go and experience because like um like andy said i i don't think we would have gone to these cool places you know, unless we were given. Yes, yeah, I don't think I'd ever would have gone to Cyprus. I don't think I've ever would have gone to Turkey. Like, thank yeah. God that you know my best friend. She was like, "Yeah, I'm getting married there, so you have to come." I'm like, okay, all right, you got it. Here we go. Yeah, and Ethan, to piggyback off of what you were saying, like, whenever I told someone that we were going to Cyprus, like most people were like, "I've never heard of this place." And yeah. So it's it's an it's an island, um, south of Turkey in the Mediterranean. And um, it you know it's it's originally a Greek island, and um, you know through history, um, I think it was the Ottoman Empire that kind of colonized it a little bit. So half of it is currently Turkish, and half of it is Greek. So there's some conflict there. Yeah. Um, but it you know it's a beautiful island, and um, I know a lot of Americans typically when they go to Europe they'll like go to Greek Greece. Um, but I would, yeah, kind of like as far as recommendations go, like, you know, check out Cyprus. It truly is beautiful. so beautiful. And like, I feel like I left that country with like more money. It's so cheap mm-hmm. to just do stuff there. You made money. You made a profit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. That, I, I, I love the stocks. <laughs> just Who's in- up next? <laughs> just investing while you're there. Uh, Ethan was busy. uh, Monique, you want to go next? (laughs) Yeah, I'll go next because I really want to hear Laura talk about Twilight. Yeah, everybody does. (laughs) Um, So the last thing that I want to recommend, this really cool band 
from Brazil. They're called Oterno. They're based out of Sao Paulo. Um, basically, they it's they they say they're like contemporary indie folk mixed with like tropicalia, tropicalia. I don't. I think that's how you say it. Mm-hmm. Um, samba. So just a really cool band, but um, <clears throat> they released their latest album in 2019. It's called Atras Alem, um, which means, it translates to Behind Beyond. Very beautiful album. I don't, a weird thing about me, I don't listen to like an album front to back often. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I do, I just... This is one of the albums that I've that I've done that with, and it's just a very beautiful album. I don't understand anything that they're saying, um, <laughs> but the music is just really beautiful. It like speaks to my soul. So, That's so how did you find them? Um, so one of my friends recommended uh, this band. We actually like share playlists, and so we'll like share music um, yeah. on our playlist. And yeah, he was like, I saw this. Um, Fleet Foxes went on tour like a couple years ago. Yeah. And this guy, the lead singer of Oterno, um, was on tour with Fleet Foxes and he played and then that's how my friend found him and then he recommended him to me. That's awesome. And so I actually got so um the lead singer of Oterno, his name is Tim Bernardez, he went on tour over the summer, this past summer, because he actually released his solo album. Um, so he got to tour and play that. And I got to see him for free. In, in Washington, D.C., he was, like, he just put on a free show, um, so I got to, like, meet him. Oh, wow, that's sick. Got to meet him, got to give him a hug. He was very sweet. That's, that's really cool. Yeah, I, he was a really cool guy, um, very talented, um, so, and he actually, um, there was a little moment where I was, like, kind of hyper fixated on him, so I was listening to a lot of his, like, interviews and stuff, yeah. and he um, was talking about like who inspires him and so i actually got to i it like opened a whole world of brazilian music that i like just didn't know yeah and so there's this band um called os os mutantes i'm sorry if i'm like oh yeah i like them yeah so the lead singer of that band um rita lee she is like this oh, like, that sounds familiar rock legend mm-hmm. like in and brazil based out of sao paulo and so he, she influences a lot of his music um and if you listen to her music, like she has a lot of albums, amazing, and everything is so different. Like she has really chill, calm, like acoustic music, and then she has this really awesome, like it, it's just like experimental things that like I don't think people were doing when she came out. Hell yeah! Um, so yeah, Rita Lee, check her out too. She's she really was cool. like pretty prominent in like 60s, 70s. Yes, right? yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But she, she just recently passed away. Yeah, she just oh, recently passed away. So when he was oh, on... Oh, right. Yeah, that yeah, was not too long ago. When he was on tour over summer, again, I was like really, you know, watching this, watching him on his tour and what mm-hmm. he was posting and stuff. Mm-hmm. He had like a tribute to her and talked about how much she influenced him. And you can actually, I didn't know, but if you listen to some of his albums or some of his songs, there is some like a similarity in, in her music with with his so you can tell that he's you know heavily influenced by Rita Lee so but she's a really cool girl or cool woman and I'm really glad that I got to um get exposed to this other world of music that I just had no idea existed that's awesome yep your recs were so good Monique thank you so much for coming on the Avatar The Last Airbender Oterno Tim Bernardes Rita Lee Rita Lee there you go (laughs) thank you so much 
Yes, thanks Hell for yeah. having me. All right. Are we going to vamp until Laura gets in Yay. the seat? Yeah, I guess. Where do you want to go? I could go. Go ahead. Okay. Um, Laura, get in the seat. Oh, she's coming in. Do you want it? All right, cool. I'll, she has I'll, to gather her thoughts. I'll do a thing. Well, I was maybe thinking we could like take a break if you want to. No, no, no. Take a break. No, we'll take a break. All right, uh, we'll we'll take a little break. When we come back, we'll be back with Ethan's review. We are back, and we are back with a very special guest. I've known them. Oh, they're breathing <laughs> so loud. I love her so much. It's my wife, Laura. Hi. <laughs> this is just being creepy as ever. <laughs> this is my debut into the airwaves. I'm falling in love with you all over again. Oh no! I'm wow. speaking into your plate. I call the thing. Don't call it that. <laughs> There's a so since we have an audience and they can't really breaking see the fourth wall here. The mic, honey. It's really tough for us. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's a wall. There's a literal fourth wall, and I'm breathing into it, and I call it between my mouth and the microphone, and it's mm-hmm. a plate. You're so that's so it's beautiful. Wall. Am I being inclusive in the way that I'm? You're always breaking down barriers yeah. and walls. I know. That's why I married you. Busting You're a true sh- social warrior. Thank you so much. Yeah, so- they call me. They call me a liberal snowflake. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! They call, they call me a sheep. <laughs> I did not expect to feel <laughs> as self-conscious as I do. <laughs> Welcome to my brain. <laughs> it's like. It's like I'm always in. We should get Dudesy oh. to do a podcast oh. about your brain. Oh God! Hell yeah! We're we're back for our fifth and final wreck, and to top it all off, we brought the love of my life into uh, to start us off. So please, yeah. went go ahead. I'm starting. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Collect your thoughts. So, I want to be clear. <laughs> I want to be very clear that there will be no spoilers. Okay, today. Oh, Thank they, you. Yeah, that. that is important. No spoilers. Why? Because the recommendation that I am going to give, I am engrossed in the world of right now. And it's an indie, it's an indie (laughs) series. (laughs) I heard about it on Reddit. Never heard of it before. Very underground. Very underground. This year, one of my recommendations, actually, this is my pre-recommendation, is getting the Reddit app and making a (laughs) profile. Yeah, my wife became an incel this year. <laughs> yeah, I'm never going back. And I made, I like made a profile picture of Bonnie, our dog, and then Ethan told Aww. me that people are like, are I was gonna on say, Reddit to be anonymous. Mean. Yeah, they're mean. They're gonna think you're a dog. I'm and a they'll dog. also just like know. make fun of you for having a dog picture. Yeah, so I changed it into an alien, so I look like all the other Reddit aliens. That's true. Like dogs over cats, because like everyone's cats online. Yeah, exactly. Dogs, dogs are dogs aren't cool. Dogs are excluded. Dogs are on 
me out proud. Please get to your recommendation. Okay, so that's my like pre-rec. That's my pre-rec. My real rec. You need your prereqs to get to the, <laughs> the, <actual. laughs> to the main oh my god, to the main that's an upper ep- academic joke. So it's like it's like freshman year. I, <laughs> I completed my freshman year. I completed my sophomore year, and now I'm on my junior year of the series Twilight. Okay? Oh, hey. we got a little bit of a spoiler because there's been a lot of build up to my coming on and talking about this, but um, then I tricked at a bar on my husband's birthday <laughs> Jesus <Christ>. into <laughs> into reading Twilight. That is true because you're in a quote unquote so book club yeah. and you're the only one reading them. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, I never listened to Twilight. I never watched the movies. I never read it in high school because I was like, it's too I'm too cool. I'm like, I'm like this like indie <laughs> loser that like it's too cool for you're Twilight. the indie loser. I'm the indie loser. Okay. This makes you know I love that concept being an indie loser <laughs> that's too cool for things. That's <laughs> yes. basically the that's basically the movie Juno. Yeah. yeah. I was I was Juno minus the teen pregnancy. Mm. My high school crush was Michael Sarah. Me for sure. Yeah. No, yeah. Was crush on me in high school. Oh my were. god, don't get me started on No, this needs ready. to be a whole other <laughs> That's the tagline of Juno: "Is who's this guy?" (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Are you guys sure you want me on this podcast? (laughs) We're loose. We're mad elves. Are you going to talk about the book? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So, like I said, there won't be any spoilers because I am only on chapter ten of the third book of Twilight. So Twilight. For those of you who've never heard of this series before, like I said, it's it's kind of against the grain. <laughs> okay, um, it's so it's it's like uh it's Mormon propaganda. Okay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I'm on the third book of. Is of it like is it? Well, would you it like straight up say it's okay? So I would. So I look at my the lens through which I am listening to twilight because i am listening <laughs> i am listening that to is it. true she's listening to the audiobook which honestly i think portray yeah. the mormonism of it a lot more because of the way the woman the way Ilana that it's narrated yeah she enunciates quite a bit she really makes oh. them she Mormon yeah she views. really enunciates <laughs> when bella is just tearing herself apart it's okay so this is the thing so there is so much the whole thing is an allegory okay so let me say a few things about this and this is why i think i was tempted to read it in the first place not only because i was tricked mm-hmm. billable tricked by rick mm-hmm. trick the old rick trickety rick Ricky's tricky. Ricky's ricky star. is losing her That's mind in the background <laughs> ladies and gentlemen i think that the whole thing. So I'm really interested. I love cults. I love ESP Nexium. I love like just I love, like I really relate to participating. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really relate to like the concept of cults because I'm very I'm I'm a seeker. You know, I'm like always interested in the next like the next thing. Like always looking for like something new to fixate on and find something to give you a meaning. purpose. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, luckily, I found. My priesthood holder in Ethan, which yeah, is what they Arietta. call in Mormons, mm-hmm. they call um, mm-hmm. the man 
the man is the the key to the heavens. If you don't have a man, if you're a woman, you're doomed. Welcome. Unless you have a man. Yep. Um. So in which case, with more with Mormonism and Twilight, Edward Cullen is a vampire. Edward mm. Cullen is the one true love. I won't get into the whole synopsis because we could be here all night, and this is like a probably a subreddit podcast. Which I gotta say, the first thing that fucks me up, he's like four hundred years old, right? <laughs> say in spirit <laughs> kind no, of he's fucked up that he's in a relationship with a 17 year old yeah yeah still you don't even know about the books and you're like talking about it like you know right, okay going. so he was born in 1903 <laughs> something like that yes the That's turn of the year. century yeah okay so we don't have to get into like the whole synopsis because Mon and I are really bad at telling stories and yeah you are this is a whole other podcast, but there's a couple I want to talk today. The reason that I'm so interested in Twilight, not only because it is a soft porn, <laughs> and Edward Cullen is just so horny, his stomach hurts. Like I think that's <laughs> wait, that's the whole is the premise. is the horniness coming from him, not Bella? It's both. It's both, but he's so his stomach actually hurts because he can't bone her because he's a vampire and mm. she's not yet. Well, it's like a blood. Wait, lust. so you. He yeah. can't have sex because he'd be too tempted to bite her. Yes, because mm. it's like the the he he loves her scent. He's never loved in his life, and then he smells her, and he's like, "I don't want to get a load of this girl. She smells her blood smells good." And so but he that's loves true love her. for a vampire. Exactly. But she's a human, so that's the whole thing. Mm. Um, but yeah, so so the whole like allegory with Mormonism is like there's themes. There's themes through the whole darn thing. You have Edward, which is, he's like, you know, the patriarch. He is her gateway to literal eternal life. Mm -hmm. Interestingly enough, I did a very good job of, like, not paying attention to anything about Twilight when Twilight was called her age. Same. I had no idea that they had children. Oh, they live forever? Okay. eternal. Okay. That's why he's an old guy. How do you, in the universe, how do you kill them? And you yeah, break you their necks. Rip them apart. I was gonna say, Monique's giving me hints because I didn't pay attention to everything. In other, it's, it's, not, it's not like classic, like, uh, or the werewolves wooden stake to the heart, yeah, right? I was going to say, in like Highlander, yeah. it's like cut off the head. Well, this isn't Highlander. This is Twilight, Thank the God original. This original is, vampire. Joseph Smith is the real author. Laura, you're flirting between evangelizing for Mormonism <laughs> or. Okay. So let me talk about. I feel like I feel like you're not letting me speak my truth. Really, I'm <laughs> trying to. <laughs> I don't want you guys to lose listeners. Please continue. No, we're gaining. Yeah, there's a whole Mormon subculture. So there's there's Edward. So Edward is representative, and vampires in general are representative of. just like connection to god and just like your gateway to the higher power and then there's just the whole themes of one the whole theme of women being uh just incapable of functioning in the world without their man yeah bella really treats herself like she is she really does the whole thing she's just like I'm just so clumsy. I just am so stupid. I'm just 
getting amount, myself into the trouble. amount of times she calls herself like insane or weak or stupid is a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's sad. It is sad, yeah. And then um she's also So why are you recommending it? Because it's a really interesting one. The story is just great. It's juicy. Mm-hmm. But again, if you let me continue, <laughs> you're kind of acting like a real Jacob right now. <laughs> For those who don't know the reference, <laughs> Jacob is the other, he's the best friend slash love interest who you learn in the second book. He is a vampire. And sorry, he's not a vampire. He's a werewolf. Sorry, I swear I've read them. This is Twilight with Terry Gross. <laughs> oh my gosh. Terry Gross, if you're listening, please give me a call. I would love to come on and analyze. Or Jennifer Lynn. Oh my that. God. We can't talk about this right now. <laughs> Jennifer Lynn is definitely a recommendation. So General, hot. The morning I've never show seen her, but her voice is really something. She's like, it's 69 degrees in Philadelphia this morning. You need to talk about your recommendation. <laughs> I'm trying. I just get very derailed. And and <laughs> I just want to say, you don't interrupt any of your other guests, but you do interrupt your wife. <laughs> and I want the whole internet to hear. <laughs> I want I want the internet to hear this nonsense. Mm-hmm. Okay, so other other um ties to Mormonism and then I'll continue with my recommendation for Twilight. She is Bella in the kitchen. She's like, "Oh, I have to my she basically she moves in with her father in the first book. She used used to live in Phoenix, which I relate to. I used to live in Phoenix, then she sunny mm. Phoenix, Arizona, mm-hmm. and then she moves to Seattle or Forks, which I've actually been to." Cool. Forks is a cool place. It's a real place. It's beautiful. It's by yeah. the Olympic Peninsula in Washington State. Pacific beautiful. Northwest. It's moody. And so again, cool. like, yes, Twilight probably had its own evangelical agenda. And yes, Bella represents everything that kind of just makes me really mad about women just making themselves smaller to be rescued by a man. However... Vampire. A man. Vampire. Just like... Male vampire. (laughs) Jesus himself. (laughs) Robert Pattinson. Jesus was a vampire. Don't get me started. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's a really really good story. And the first movie... So I... The way that I've been doing it is listening to the books on Audible. Not narrated by the author. By a woman named Ileana. Bad actor i think oh she no was like sucks. melodramatic but i like yeah. the melodrama sure I think she does a good job um making it very juvenile could also just be the writing um but the <laughs> first so i i listened to the book and then i watched and then i watched the movie and the first movie is like an indie banger and the music is amazing the music's really yeah. good yeah and i remember like we were watching well i was watching it and i was hooting and hollering it was so funny. you were laughing a lot it was hilarious the second one was like a little too moody the second one was like way too over. I just was like a little bit like taken aback. I think because I I just fell into this world. Mm-hmm. Like I I just got hooked. Like I was like I felt like I was bitten by Edward. Yeah, himself. hell yeah. Okay. Yeah, hell yeah. New Moon I've I heard had... is boring, right? I didn't think it was no? boring. No, I'm getting no from the audience. The crowd disagrees. 
The crowd says Sorry. no. Well, the crowd says maybe you should introduced. listen to it or read the book before you have an opinion. Would, yeah, yeah, new conflicts introduced. And so the first movie is like a beautiful indie movie. It's super it really gray. Is a movie, it's yeah. super. It. Yeah, I definitely get the sense that it's lower budget. Is that the one with the baseball game? Yes, there's a baseball game. It kind of reminds me of the movie. Is that Alice? <laughs> I think we have a vampire in the room. <laughs> Whoa. Um, Look out. But it also kind of reminds me of the same mood of the movie. I'm going to make a reference. Brick, I think it's called. Oh, yeah. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Also very good indie movie circa early aughts. That movie whips ass. Grainy, gray, sick music that I remember downloading some of the songs off LimeWire and being annoyed because the pictures were like Twilight. And I remember having them on my iPod and being like, I don't like Twilight, but I do like these songs. Uh, I told, Yeah, I totally see. Like that song that's why like. Why you're making that connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That one. And like all of these, all of these songs would come Nailed on. It. And Ethan was sitting right here and I, where we're recording the podcast right now and I was watching the movie and every few minutes a new song would come on and I'd be like, this song's on. This song, so it's very much like a beautiful soundtrack. Yeah. I think there's so I'm recommending it because there's a little something for everyone. It's also a great gateway drug to get into books. Also, I think it's just time no. for people to reevaluate and rediscover no. Twilight. It's also a great gateway drug into organized religion, <laughs> which is definitely what we're advertising. Yeah, thank you. Oh uh, yeah. Um, Do you feel depressed? <laughs> Don't we all at times? <laughs> I don't because I'm reading Twilight and it's really giving me life. Um, what else do I want to say? Oh, I also want to say back to one more thing about Mormonism. I had a realization. <laughs> I had a realization that um, I think that so Edward's whole family, they're not actually a family. They're like just a bunch of vampires. Who, like, right. A bunch of vegans. Yeah, they're a bunch of <laughs> vegetarians. Fucking vegans. Yeah, fucking vegans. But I think that like. Like my so, grandma likes to say. Vegans. Dude, my dad says that. Yeah. Is that just like I guess yours is better, an older it's... person thing? I'm uh, getting a thumbs up from Monique. That's kind of like how my parents say arugula. Yeah. That's nothing. You guys, would I cut arugula? <laughs> that one got that got a hoot and a holler from the crowd. <laughs> I know we need an audience. Yeah. I think we've got a live better. laugh track yeah. in here. Um, let me say my piece, my final piece about. Twilight being a Mormon allegory is that Edward's father, Carlisle, is his name. Yeah. I have Monique the doctor. over here like giving me hot doctor. Hot doctor who's like 30 years old. The thing Put me about under. <laughs> don't mind if <laughs> I boy. do. Put seven staples in my leg. <laughs> Just staple me up. Hey, too soon. Carlisle himself. <laughs> Carlisle himself. Floor. May I ask? It's Joseph Smith. Thank you. That's what I wanted to get out. I think that Carlisle, the dad, is like the sort of a representative of the um, the man who allegedly like tripped in Start, yeah. the woods and was like, whoa, I found this like book. It's a whole new religion. May I ask, who is the uh-huh. overarching, like the villain? Um, I think it's like In sin. Mormonism? I think it's sin. Is it? Am I... Is the Volturi something? Yeah, well, of course, like, every book... Are they book, bad? Yeah, in the second book, the first one is James. Who's There's a James? Villain. James is, like, a vampire who's out to get Bella because she's 
the pet of the Holland. Mm. But I also are they just think, all internally teen? Yeah. Okay. Well, so once you become a vampire, you're stuck. I can't. Yeah, yeah, that that I. Yeah. And they all turned into vampires when they were in high school, apparently. Yeah. Still fucked up. You're a hundred and some odd. Yeah. Doesn't matter. No. Also, Robert Pattinson Doesn't is an matter. amazing actor. He really is. And then the guy who plays Jacob, what's his name? Bad actor. Bad actor. Taylor something. I remember in high school, everybody was. He really is just a dirt a trash actor. He's not a good actor. And okay, what's crazy? Here's the thing about Taylor Lautner's not native. He, yeah, that's the worst part. Oh shit! I didn't know that. Fuck. So werewolves. The whole point is like. Was that kid. explicit though? That, like in the movie, was it? Yeah, that's yeah, the major from, part. Like, they have a tribe. Yeah. Like they live right, on a reservation. Right, 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 He's yeah. just a tan guy. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Just a tan white man uh-huh. wearing jean shorts. Without a shirt, that's his whole outfit. And I just got to the part in the book today where he explains it. He's like, "Well, I have to take off my clothes when I become a werewolf, so I just tie my jeans." There's a lore reason. That's amazing. What a good book. So at least, at least he has a reason. Twilight Um, is the good book. Yeah, it's my bible. So happy to have had you on. Oh, am I getting kicked off? No. I'm just getting started. Do you want to stay? No, it's okay. I do have other recommendations. Please. Um, do you or are you being a little uh, joker? <laughs> I want to hear your recommendations. Oh, if I want to hear Andy. Andy hasn't been talking. We only have uh, I've just been chiming one hear more Andrew. each. Do we have an Andrew in here? I'm not. Let's, let's get Andrew on. Oh, I have, I have a really fun one actually. You want to hear this? Is this your oh, <coughs> Is this your uh, last one, my boy? I mean, I have a couple more, but I I'll just do one more because we sh- we should uh, go to bed. It's all up to you. Okay, I don't. Yeah, I have last one. I just realized that we skipped you the last round. Oh no, it's cool. I'm fine. Wait, no, you. Oh, you did your AI. Dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wait, and then you were oh, like, right? Sorry. My recommendation is also to get married. Yeah, I was like, you should um try it out with the state, <laughs> recognize your relationship, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, hopefully. I was told that's not actually true. Didn't happen for us. I think we've had Fuck. to pay more. Yep, sure did. more. Yeah. Don't get your hopes up. Really it's not shit. clear if we've been doing our taxes right, though. No, okay. unclear. There's a guy around here called Eric. <laughs> we love him. He, he really likes us. <laughs> We're the funniest clients for him. Ethan comes in and eats all of the hard candy on his desk. <laughs> he just is like, and it's all individually wrapped, so like the whole time we're doing his tasks. It's so hard to open, wrappers, too. And it's so loud, and Eric is just like, oh, thanks, Eric. You get your gross urn. Really loud. Crinkle, this. crinkle, crinkle. So. Yeah. What's your recommendation? So. This podcast has gone way off the rails. No, it's all good. Why? There's no rules. That is true. Santa's ain't no laws Santa's when dead. you're drinking when you're with Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. This is an elf only podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so recently, an artist that I like a lot came to Harrisburg where I live, Imagine and I was very dragons. stoked. Close. Um, this guy called Egyptian Lover. Um, so. He was like an early, early 80s L.A. DJ and producer. 
um, like early hip hop, like West Coast guy. Um, one of the early people who like developed like electro, and he joined um, Uncle Jam's army, of which Ice T was also a member. Oh, and um, he was kind of like credited among the, uh, um, like along with like the world class uh, wrecking crew, of which Dr. Dre was involved with. Um, with pioneering like the West Coast hip hop sound throughout the eighties, and um, his first album was called "On the Nile," which reached the at the time the Billboard Top Two Hundred and was was considered um like one of the first hip hop albums to come out like of like the West Coast hip hop scene. Damn, when? Um, I think that was like eighty two or something like that. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, like early eighties, like, 80s, like for sure. Early, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like him a lot because he uses like mostly like analog gear and like centered around like the Roland TR like eight oh eight. And uh, so I got to see him live, which was really sick. Like at this like random little club in in Harrisburg. Um, that's wild. And uh, so I like I heard of him before that, and like I knew he was like very important. Yeah. Um, it was honestly like it like, going to see him live was like such a commentary about like how he exists now because he's like very important historically in music, but mm-hmm. he's also very fringe, if you will. Like, um, like when I went to the show, most there wasn't that many people there to see him. Yeah. Um, but there was also people who flew in from Florida to see him oh that's what so it's like for people who know who he is he's very important and interesting but at the same time he's also like i i feel like has been is not the right phrase because that's like very harsh but like it is all it is also like kind of like who he is like he he doesn't have like the namesake as like dr dre or ice t but he does definitely have like an influence into like the west coast like hip-hop sound so he was really sick and just like watching him perform live, it was like funny because he's like an older guy, and but the music like hit really nicely, and it was like really sick, and I was like dancing really hard, yeah. And um, it was like most people were like not that interested, and I actually talked to the guy who like put the show on, and I was like, dude, this is sick, and he was like, yeah, it looks like you're having a great time, and I'm like, I am. This is my exact shit, and like he was like, not really for me, but and I was like, that's cool, but this guy's like this guy's important, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, uh, which is fine. Cause he's, he's younger than me, but, um, yeah, just, just the, <laughs> the impact of, uh, of his music was like insane. Like, like listening to like an 808, like live, like a drum machine was like super heavy. And like the sound was like, so like rich and it was so sick. Yeah. And, um, there's this really funny moment where he like, he like came out to the front of the stage and he was like throwing t-shirts out to the crowd and I was in like the front, like kind of corner row, mm-hmm. and he like ran out of t-shirts and went back to his booth, and he like looked at me, and he like threw a shirt like right at me, Aww. and I caught it, and I like gave him like a nod because like I was like one of the few people in the audience who was like dancing and like fucking like nerding out over his shit, and he was like, "I see you, man," and I felt that like, so it was like really nice. <laughs> I'm wearing the shirt right now, actually. Okay, oh, I've been I've been meaning yeah. to ask. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so Very. cool, man. But yeah, it was super cool. It was super fun. And uh, I wouldn't say he's like a hero of mine, but he's definitely like, it's a guy I've always like thought his show was like super dope and like never ever in a million years expected to see him. Yeah. yeah. And then I was like, oh my God, he's like coming to my hometown. Like, that's crazy. And also the fact that it was like 
when he played in Harrisburg, it, it was the only show he was playing on the East Coast. Like all the rest of his shows on his tour were on the West Coast and also in Europe. So like he like I just got very one off got to see him in live. Ha- in Harrisburg. Yeah, people yeah. people have got Weird. to wow. branch out and like kind of experience like other hip hop folks outside of like the mainstream. For sure, because like so I'm, much good out there. I know. I feel like like old school hip hop for like contemporary fans it doesn't entirely translate for most people yeah. but like just the influencers are there and there's also just like a very like it's obviously a very different sound and i think like if people do give that stuff a chance like there's definitely like great stuff to, oh, yeah. to, to like get into and there's like a lot of raw musicianship in mm-hmm. some of like the older stuff because like because like, even with with what a lot of people are doing nowadays with like sampling and stuff is like yeah. they literally invented that yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 just like taking like old like soul and funk and just putting a beat over it and being like yeah that's what we're doing is that what his music is like still like how has it changed over time like because i also feel like it's hard to like it's hard to one Meet your what's the phrase to meet your idols? Meet your heroes, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, and like also over time, like when somebody is known to be a legend, it's like seeing Bob Dylan in concert. Like it actually sucks, mm-hmm. and you're like, damn, <laughs> like, you know. So like, how has his like does he kind of sound entirely different than he did when he became a legend? I mean, I like, would say seeing him live was was a somehow at the same time underwhelming and whelming at the same time like uh, beautiful. <laughs> because seeing him in person was sick because because i didn't expect that but also at the same time like the reception of the audience was was like very like disappointing um and yeah. awkward at the same time and i felt really bad for him but 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 he still performed to his utmost ability and i really like, respected that i'm about about him um and i i had i have one of his eps and i was like so stoked to get him to sign it but he started at 11 and he performed for like two hours and i had to leave because i was sleepy and uh i didn't get to talk to him and i i did feel nervous to talk to him so i felt a little bit of a relief to like leave because i was like what am i gonna say to this guy yeah like hey your music's cool Can you sign my record? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go to bed. <laughs> that's, Great turn. Yeah, I gotta go to bed. I know. I just want to be like, sorry, dude. Sorry for, for my hometown. <laughs> Hell yeah. Good for you. Thank good you. for him. Thank you. Yeah, good for him. You know, he's still touring, doing his thing. And yeah. for those who know, they know. He knows. He does know. He did this thing where he was like, no, it's true. He was like, I, you know, I, I introduced the 808 to the, to the LA scene, you know, I started this shit yeah. and I don't know if that's true. I haven't seen, seen it written Can't down anywhere, but if he thinks it's true, yeah. you know, I can, I can repeat that. I can at least repeat it. I wouldn't take that to court. Yeah. Amazing. Heard it here first. Uh, is it me? Yeah. If you want to go. Might fucking shut this shit down. Sure. Yeah. Um, my last one is starting this podcast. I was gonna do the same thing. Shit. Bow, 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 bow. Um, both iterations. Um, you know, I started this podcast at the beginning of this year with uh with Johnny as uh like folks who have been listening 
this podcast now. Um, I kind of just was like, came to him, was like, hey, I want to do a podcast about action movies, want to do it. And I don't even know if he wanted to do it, but he said, yeah. Uh, and then we, you know, did a couple episodes, and then he kind of wanted to go off and just kind of take care of himself. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to continue. And I thought about it for a little while, and then I was like, let me ask the number one boy. Uh, and you said, yeah, and now I'm doing it, and now I'm doing this again, and it's been just such a wonderful creative experience. It's been such a different creative experience, because uh, both of us have been in bands, and it's like such a different part of your brain that you're using. Yeah. Just kind of yeah. using it, because we're, we're, we're criticizing stuff, and we're thinking about stuff in a critical way, and it's a, it's a different thing, uh, to, uh, to talk about, like, movies and and stuff like that but i think we've done a lot of we've had a lot of episodes this year that i'm super proud of um like our uh our quentin tarantino episodes like particularly i'm really proud of those um our first episode on cloverfield i'm really proud of our Die Hard episode that we just did i'm really proud of so i am really stoked to have done this podcast and i can't wait to continue doing it me too and that's it. Should we shut it down? Aww. Yeah, that's that. Proud of you guys. Oh, you're still here? I'm sorry. <laughs> Proud of you too. Dude, your first ever uh, I legitimately Have forgot. you been I... have you been in the 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 field before? Like have you been has have you, has your voice been projected before? Um he was on the Marietta Ethan record. Forgot oh yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. Include in that really beautiful narrative about him starting the podcast Here we that go. you were actually the third <gasps> you rejected your husband <laughs> i was rejected what my husband. i Lore. was fired Lore. let's Even talk about this in a measured way <laughs> i've measured it right it's i asked you if you wanted to be a part of the podcast you Ethan. clearly did not want to but because yes. you love me you yeah, said yes you. I feel like, am I muted? Can you guys hear me? It's <laughs> <laughs> your. We hear well, loud you. and clear, Laura. Yeah, and we watched half of Michael Clayton, and you got annoyed because I was taking notes and talking to you because you kept looking at me as you were taking notes. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, I'm I love doing that. Because right. you and like love him. Yeah. yeah, I was like, yeah. I, it's like George Clooney or <laughs> Ethan Willard. Which one? And she chose Ethan Willard. It's not often you get to fire the love of your life. I needed to be taken down a peg. Mm -hmm. I was getting a little too gulky. Thank you for coming on and talking your truth about Mormonism and Twilight. I'm really honored to be um, invited. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm really happy for your success. And I can't wait to share this with my followers. Yeah. I'd love to have you back. I'd love to. I would love to have you back. Okay. Nobody bullies you. Okay, I love everybody so much. I think that's our show for 2023. Rest in peace. Merry Christmas. Do you have anything like lasting to say about this? <coughs> it's been a bad uh, fourth quarter of the year just in the world. Yes. Yeah. Um. If, if you've noticed, uh, you know, we finished... 
a lot of our latest episodes by saying free Palestine. That's something we definitely stand behind. Yeah. Um, adamantly against occupation and genocide. And uh, yeah. Is something that will hopefully come to an end soon. Um, and hopefully folks will continue to that. But. Yeah. Do what you can, whatever's in your your ability yeah. to um, protest and participate and donate to uh, organizations that are trying to help. I think the greatest hope that we have for this podcast is that folks who are having a hard time can uh, disconnect for a little while and have a good time when they're listening to this podcast. So for sure, that's something we can do. Merry Christmas! I'm Santa. Um, Andy's Krampus, and um, that's the last thing we'll say. Oh, 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 oh,